0: All right, so we're, I'm going to start from a section over here, and we're going to sort of back into it this evening, because it's um al-Perech it's and it's the end of the perek, and you'll see soon why, as, as we get into it, I'm going to sort of back into this piece, and you'll understand why, um, why we did it this way. Okay, so it says as follows, That which a person uses from this world for his needs, the, Ainu, the means, the first thing is that anything that a person uses from this world for his needs has to be within the framework of the Ratzon Hashem. That there shouldn't be anything that Hashem answered. So first of all, number one, before anything else, it has to be following all the rules of the Torah, kosher, etc., um, etc., Number two, Shala Roy Libriyasaguf. Number two, it has to be proper for a person's health. The kim Khyuso and keeping him well and alive. Altara Yosatov on the best way. And not in accordance to his desire for the desire of the material and the desire for for luxuries and extra. Number three, Ya Kavorum Baliosagov Menu his intention when he uses anything in this world should be that his body should be prepared and ready for neshama that his neshama should be able to serve Hashem. So there shouldn't be anything interrupting his preparation or weakness. So when a person actually does this, so there's three things. Number one, it's following the rules that Hashem laid down. And number two, he's only doing it for health and well-being. And number three, his kavanah, his intention is that his body should be prepared. When he does this, <clears throat> it turns out that that action, that action itself creates shlemos, and he acquires true greatness, in the same manner that he acquires any mitzvah. Now, what the Derech Hashem is saying here is a tremendous, tremendous concept. That if a person eats properly, sleeps properly, uses this uses world, everything about this world properly, he fulfills a mitzvah as if he's putting on tefillin, as if he's shaking a little of an esra, as if he's wearing tzitzits. There's no distinction between eating with the right intention and putting on tefillin. <clears throat> Sleeping in the right way, in the right time, in the right way, and wearing tzitzits. It functions in the same manner, in the same way, and a person requires shleimus, requires, requires perfection, and it's an equal mitzvah. Okay, now let's now see if we could back into this and appreciate what the Derech Hashem is sharing with us. And let me begin with an observation. If you've ever gone to a fine yeshiva, especially young fellows, you can find a fellow who learns all day, three Siddhartha, a day, davens, does everything right, and the entire day, from morning to night, doesn't think about God. In fact, the concept of God might not even enter his brain. And it's a bit strange because he could be learning, he could be davening, he could be doing everything right, but God never seems to enter into his brain. Now, and that should be a bit curious because um, Torah has a very powerful effect. It strengthens Neshama, and davening is speaking directly to Hashem. Brachas are acknowledging Hashem's presence and Hashem as the master, creator, maintainer of everything in existence. Nevertheless, it's quite possible, and um, I was a high school rabbi for 15 years, I can tell you for sure, high school guys for sure, but even base managers guys, young base managers guys, can spend an entire day and not thinking about Hashem. Now, that should be rather, rather curious, because I think God has something to do with this religion, I think. So, almost, let's ask it as a question. Why is it so difficult to sense Hashem's presence, to be aware of Hashem, and to focus on these things. And we discussed the past two sessions a big part of the why. When Hashem created the Neshama, Hashem put us into this body. And this body is very, very dark and very, very occluded. And it's very difficult to experience things, very difficult to relate to things. And the Deirah Hashem explains to us that there are three reasons why it's very difficult for us to experience Hashem, For us to recognize spirituality in general, let's start with number one. What was it like to be Adam Odomarishan opens his eyes, brilliant, fully alert, fully aware, and from that moment, life begins. He had a number of real advantages over us. The first being that he was a fully mature adult at birth. So when he opened his eyes, his brain was functionally. When we're born, our brain is not functional. We're completely, completely instinctual. The baby cries, the baby's hungry, the baby's wet. The baby is completely instinctual. So if we'd imagine there's the neshama and the guf. Imagine, you know, my neshama is the seichal, the intelligent part, the, the neshama, everything that's programmed to do what's good, what's right, what's proper. The nefesh bahami, the guf, is all of the instincts. The guf has a tremendous, tremendous advantage over the neshama. Number one, it starts at birth. The baby is hungry. The baby cries. The baby <clears throat> sees something. The baby is startled. The baby has all the instincts. The Nevesh Bahami starts at birth. And the Seichel doesn't start until, you know, you could argue, certainly until Bas or Bar Mitzvah, or certainly 10 years old. It certainly doesn't come to function until many years later. So the Nevesh is a huge, huge, huge head start, number one. Number two, everything in this world strengthens the nefesh bahami, much like a muscle that, with use, becomes stronger. With disuse, atrophies. Whichever part of your neshama you use, whichever part of either nefesh of bahami or the neshama you use, becomes stronger. So, everything we do in this world strengthens our nefesh bahami. You eat, you sleep, you, everything we do, you, you rest. Whatever you do, you're constantly you're being driven by your nefesh bahami. Uh, Yineva Sheba Hami is getting strengthened and all day long it is functioning um, and number three the place where, that we live in is a very physical world um, how many people have seen a Malach today? no? no no, mal- no malachum today, good, okay uh, meaning we don't experience Ruchnis, we experience an awful lot of Gashmiris, we experience an awful lot of physicality but we don't experience rochiness. Okay. So anyway, for these three reasons, the body has a huge, 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 huge advantage over the neshama. And if you think about it, I'll read you a line that Derech Hashem says. This is the most incredible line. Hu He's um he swallowed up immaterial. material, b'chashko, and he's completely enveloped in his desires, meaning we are completely, utterly physical and so minuscule amount spiritual. And that simple reality makes it very, very difficult for us to dominate, for us to learn, for us to appreciate things. Um, And we discussed previously that there are two types of things that happen to us, one is is the general darkness, which is sort of like we're drunk with this world, so it's hard to see Hashem. And number two, we get hijacked on a regular basis, whether it be desire or anger or jealousy, hijacks me, and on a constant basis I'm being pulled. So the bottom line is that we are created in a very, very difficult straight, very difficult way, and the question I think that begs being asked is, gee golly, why does Hashem do that? It almost sounds like we're destined to fail, it almost sounds like we're destined to um, not to succeed. Um, if you'd like a muscle, I'll give you, I'll give you a muscle. Um If you've ever dealt with anyone who's seriously addicted, you know that triggers are very, very dangerous and extremely, they have to be avoided uh, at all costs. I once spoke to a drug counselor who told me he would never let his guys go to Manhattan. I wonder why, it must be drug dens or drug dealers. He said, no, no, you don't understand. They passed the Empire State Building. What's wrong with the Empire State Building? Don't you get it? The needle, it looks like a hypodermic needle, the antenna. And it triggers them because they see the needle in it. Okay, so if you've ever <clears throat> dealt with a heroin addict, you know that it's very, very dangerous. <clears throat> and if a person gets clean, which is not easy, it's imperative that they stay clean and they avoid heroin or anything that smells, looks in any shum, form, way like heroin. Okay, now imagine you were to tell a heroin addict as follows. Here's the deal, I want you to use heroin. I want you to use it three times a day. I don't want you to abuse it, you can only use a certain amount, but you have to use it, you have to use it daily, and I want you to use it every day of your life. Now, that is basically suicide. But if you think about it, what we're doing to our neshama on a regular basis is exactly that. By nature, we're pulled to physicality, and yet we're commanded to eat. We're commanded to be involved in this world. We're commanded to work. We're commanded to do everything that strengthens the behemoth side and weakens the neshama. And it's almost like we're slated to fail. There are mitzvahs to do it, and it's completely backwards. Completely, utterly inexplicable. You have the question?
1: No.
0: No? God set us up to fail.
1: He set us up to <clears throat> use this world.
0: But using this world makes me more physical, makes me more <clears throat> involved in it, makes me less spiritual.
1: But that's what he wanted.
0: <clears throat> but but God wanted us to fail? No, he
1: wanted us to learn how to... It doesn't have to be easy.
0: It doesn't have to be easy, but again, take a heroin addict and tell him, I want you to use once a week, only once a week, let's say. What's going to happen? He's going to become addicted again and it's over. He's toast. He's, he's, he's dead.
1: Maybe if you do it the right way and have a in mind, and then it won't become.
0: Now, don't steal my whole sheer.
1: if you speak to somebody, like you speak to somebody from OA, right? So you're eating. <clears throat> People in OA are eating because you have to be eating, right? But I would spoken to somebody one day and she said, but the peace that you achieve by having taken control. She says, now I know exactly what I'm eating. I know I eat three times a day. And once I know that and I've had my meal, she said, I'm free. I'm free because I've accepted upon myself, this is the healthy relationship I can have with food. And I don't spend all day dreaming about food, worrying about food, letting it consume me, because I have ways that I'm doing this. And the contrast, then, of the eating time to the not eating time is peace.
0: I, I applaud. I applaud. It's wonderful. Here's the problem. What if a person is addicted to food, addicted to alcohol, addicted to drugs, addicted to, to every imaginable thing in the world, and you tell them, I want you to use all of them and just control yourself? So let me tell you, it's going to fail. It will. It's guaranteed to fail. It, will, it absolutely, totally will fail. Now, here's the problem. Everything we do all day long... Involves the senses, involves the body, involves, so all day long, it's not just eating, it's everything I do, I do in this world, and everything about this world is physical, very, very little is spiritual, and let's say I do a few mitzvahs during the day, whatever, I remember Hashem, I make a brocha, whatever, but it's, it's, a, it's, it's a fraction of the day. How much, even, you know, again, if you're a yeshiva and you're spending all day in yeshiva, you know, learning, it's one thing. But the vast majority of us spend our day, whatever we're doing, if it's business, if it's being a homemaker, if it's being a mother, if it's being, but we're not involved in Torah and mitzvahs and davening. <clears> Halavai, <throat> we hop a few minutes to daven, we, we make a bracha, but the vast majority of our time is spent in this world, in in physical stuff, But here's the problem. Hashem created us for one reason, to be dovek to Hashem, to cling to Hashem, to be spiritual, to grow in spirituality, and yet we're commanded to be utterly physical, to be involved in physicality all day, every day, and it sure does sound like we're slated to fail. No? No. No. My wife does not agree. She's not slated
1: to (laughs) fail. If we do it the way... Hashem told us to, then we will not strengthen.
0: Okay, now, you are right, but you're stealing the whole sheer... i, I got to do the whole build-up so you understand how that functions... Why a function yes. I know. <laughs> Okay, I'm closing the floor now. No more. No more answers. <laughs> no more answers. No, but anyway, like um, okay. Hashem
1: created the world, and He says, "Vikiv Shua." Shua is part of the commandment, well, which is so, I've given you this world to use properly. So that I think, in itself is attackless. Well,
0: let's, I think what we, when we go through the Derech Hashem's explanation, I think we'll understand it with much greater. Um, sophistication, and we 'll understand how the system works because that's so and so trust I me also set up I'm i 'm sorry okay <laughs> good but let 's let 's see let 's take it for a moment here 's the question and we 're going to i agree with your answer but we 're going to get there, and i think you 'll agree when when you hear the answer
1: so That's <laughs> sorry, exactly. right, exactly don't don 't disagree that's with your I wife agree with you, but. <laughs> I
0: agree with you but no so again so the question is if we were created for one purpose to cling to Hashem, to be utterly, completely spiritual, why is it that we we live in this world and there's so many mitzvahs to be involved in this world and we're so active in this world? And again, it sounds like it sounds like Hashem blew it. It sounds like Hashem asked the heroin addict to use heroin and use addictive substances and use it all day and 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 not become addicted. But that feels sounds like it should never work. That's the question before the answer. Good. Okay so let's begin with the following um, here's a question <clears throat> imagine I sit down to eat a cheeseburger oh wow this is going to be great <clears throat> I sit down to my cheeseburger I wash, make a bracha which I'm not supposed to do by the way <clears throat> if you're going to eat treif but the halachas you don't wash you don't make brachas but okay <clears throat> but I'm, I'm a very from if you're a cheeseburger you
1: think you care what the halacha is? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no 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 the two tuna vichels they don't the know the story? They go to McDonald's and they say, oh yeah, you do I What? I, I forgot to wash. You know the story? Two toned of Bibles go to McDonald's. And one says to his friend, you don't wash? Oh, you're anything. Okay, whatever. Um, okay. Um, so again, here I am. I'm sitting with my Big Mac, my cheeseburger, and I'm about to bite in. I make my brachanomic burger. Bruc- and I consume the entire cheeseburger. Good. Then, you come out and tell me, oh, sorry, guy. It wasn't a cheeseburger. I swapped out soy cheese, Instead of cheese, it was actually soy, and the meat was actually kosher. Was I over in Avera? Did I sin?
1: No. Not, not for the food
0: part. Did I sin? I sat down to eat a cheeseburger. You need to eat a cheeseburger, but I made a mistake. I was tricked. It wasn't a cheeseburger. It was kosher meat, soy, cheese, 100% kosher. Did I sin? Wow. <laughs> Probably like he spotted I don't know. Is that the word?
1: Defiance?
0: Okay, so there are two elements to every sin. <clears throat> Number one, God said don't, and I said do. I violated God's commandment. God said don't do this, and I tried my darndest to do it. <clears throat> I violated his commandment. I certainly strayed and certainly <clears throat> attempted to do that. There's a second element to every sin, and that is the poison of the substance to damage my soul. Now, f- tray food in particular is metamte uh, malev it deadens the heart. You know, I, I've had this many a time I've speaking to people who are not from um and and I hate to say it, I can tell like they can't hear things. They it's spiritual you can just tell the, 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 their their heart is clogged up. You, they can't sense, they can't perceive. Trey food deadens the heart. But every Avera has has that part to it. So every sin that a person might ever commit has two elements. Number one the rebellion, as you said, you know, Hashem said don't, I said do. And number two, the poison of the, the negative spiritual energy that that I consumed. So in that case, I got lucky in the sense I didn't poison my neshama because it was, you know, it was soy and it wasn't real cheeseburger, but I still violated the will of Hashem. Okay. Now, just like every Aveira has two parts to it, so too does every mitzvah. Um, I tried to put on tzitzits. I really attempted to, but it turned out they were pussel. They were puzzles. I didn't have four corners. There were three, or the strings were detached, whatever it may be. So, <clears throat> what did I do? So, on the one hand, I certainly tried to do the Ratz Hashem, and in that sense, I'm giving credit for what I attempted to do, but the actual kiyom of the mitzvah, the actual fulfillment of the mitzvah, the spiritual change in me, didn't come about. So, there are always two elements to every sin, and two elements to every mitzvah. One is strictly, <clears throat> God said, I either obey or disobey, and number two, the poison or the energizing of the mitzvah itself. Okay, so far so good. Now, all the mitzvahs that we normally think about have these elements: lulav, <clears throat> shofar, uh, tzitzit, tefillin. Certainly, eating kosher—they all have these elements. Um, <clears throat> what if I tell you, and I'm not telling you this, but the Derech Hashem says this that the same way shofar has two elements to it, so too does every activity that you'll ever do. He explains there are two broad categories of mitzvahs. There's the mitzvah that we're commanded in, the 613, and then there's everything else that we do in this world is also a mitzvah. So for instance, staying healthy is a mitzvah. If you're working to earn a living, it's because Hashem wants us to do it. That's also serving Hashem the way Hashem wants us to to serve him, and he explains it's not just the 613 mitzvahs that are mitzvahs, but everything that we do in this world, if we're doing it for the purpose to serve Hashem, because Hashem wants us to, has both elements to it, keeping the commandment, as well as the positive piece to it. So now let's go back and look at the words that we just read before, and I think you'll see a phenomenal concept here. And that is, if a person eats, let's say we're dealing with eating, and he does it with the following understanding. Number one, is it within the framework of that which Hashem said to do? So is it kosher, is it traif, is it Yom kippur or not is this the type of substance that I'm supposed to eat in the way that I'm supposed to eat it, in the time that I'm supposed to eat it? Number one. Good. Number two, why am I doing it? Is this an activity that's healthy for me? Is it to give me strength and it's going to be health health giving? Or am I doing it because i 'm filling one of my desires where I want to engage in luxuries or whatever? And number three, why am I doing it? Is my intention to do to service him properly is my intention to use this world in a way of the world? If I meet all of those criteria, so listen to the words he's saying <laughs> that when a person uses the world in this way, <clears throat> that action creates shlemus, as we said, it creates perfection. And a person acquires a true maila, as he does in all of the mitzvahs. So what he's saying in plain simple language is, if you sit down to lunch and your intention is, it's time to eat lunch, I need to stay healthy and well, and I need energy to serve Hashem, and this is what I'm supposed to do, and I'm doing it for that reason, and not because I want to fill my belly or not because I like this food, but if that's my intention, it's the same activity as putting on tefillin, as listening to chauffeur, as wearing tzitzits, and again, it has both elements. Number one, Hashem commanded me to do it, and number two, the spiritual perfection piece of it works the same way. This is what I call alchemy. Alchemy, I don't know if it ever existed or not, but certainly it's talked about in the ancient world, taking lead and turning it into gold. Now, again, I, I don't know if anybody ever really mm. knew how to do it or didn't know how to do it, but certainly people tried and attempted for, for centuries. Then Everyone had formulas how to turn lead into gold. But that's what the Derek Shem is saying. You can turn lead into gold. You could take the most mundane physical action, and it becomes literally a mitzvah, the exact same mitzvah, as tillin or tzitzitz a or mezuzah or stucco, or whatever you can imagine, sitting down to lunch, acting as a parent, acting as a spouse, doing the things that you're going to do in the world that are so physical, that are so they're so gashmi, they're so so just plain old physical, and it becomes an entity of ruchnias. It perfects you; you become more perfect. Your neshama becomes holier, and you begin shining as if you're doing any other mitzvah in the Torah. Now, ladies, if that is not like, wow, I don't know what is. What he's saying is, <clears throat> listen, we all mouth the words. We're supposed to be, we're supposed to serve Hashem twenty four seven. Yeah, what is it? man, how do I serve Hashem twenty four seven? Again, if I'm in yeshiva all day, maybe I could, you could argue I could do it. But I'm not. I, I got to work. I got to live. I got to be a parent. I got to be a spouse. I, I got a lot of stuff I got to do. I, I don't have time for roshni. wrong. You got it dead wrong if you're using your life properly, that is ruchnius. Not because now I'll have the energy to learn. Uh-uh. The eating is the mitzvah. The eating is obeying Hashem's commandment. The eating <coughs> spikes my spirituality, makes me more ruchni. It's a mitzvah like any other mitzvah. I'm growing, I'm accomplishing all day, every day. I'm, I'm on 24-7, 365. I'm on all, all... Is that what... Am I talking to myself? You're supposed to be dancing when you hear this. You're supposed to be like that's incre- that's incredible.
1: Meaning, so if I'm sleeping to have a better tomorrow as opposed to sleeping because I'm exhausted.
0: Exactly. It can be eight hours. It can be eight hours of serving Hashem. Eight hours of being konish lamos. When you're in the bed puffing away, sleeping sound asleep. If I lie my head down on a pillow, saying, "Listen, I'm going I need to rest because I can't serve Hashem without resting. This part of my avodas Hashem." The eight hours that you're sleeping is ruchnius, it's growing, it's 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 alchemy, it's taking most. There's nothing more physical than sleeping. There's no, nothing more behemoth like. There's nothing. I can th- I can think of very few actions that are as unspiritual as sleeping. Sleeping, you're totally you're, you're like dead. You're not there. You're not functioning. And yet, if you do that right, that I'll I, I give you a marshal. Ladies, anyone here um, powerlift and bodybuild? Powerlifting, no. All right. So <clears throat> I spent a few years in a, in a powerlifting gym, um, and Doc Roskin was one of my uh, heroes. Doc Roskin was a skinny guy who I watched um, put 640 pounds on a bar, and Doc went down, Doc went up, Doc went down, Doc went up, put the bar down, <clears throat> waited two minutes, and said, "Okay, now time to get to work and put some more weight on the bar." Okay, anyway, Doc was a very strong guy. And Doc once said to me something very, very interesting. He's a, he's a from fellow, and he said to me, I love Shabbos, because Shabbos I grow. You see, the way, the way weightlifting works is it's progressive weight training. You put more load on the body, so the body is forced to respond, but all the growth happens only when you rest. Muscles don't grow when you're active. Primarily muscles grow when you sleep, but certainly when you rest. The real growth, and let's say my goal—I want to be this big, huge guy. Going to the gym is important. Eating plenty of protein and the right nutrients is important, but rest is essential. Why? Because you only grow when you sleep. You only grow when you rest. So, if you want to be a bodybuilder and you decide you're only going to sleep four hours a night, forget about it. You're not going to. You know, in fact, athletes have to sleep eight, nine hours a night religiously because the body only grows when you sleep. Now, doesn't that sound backwards? I mean, you want to be big and strong, don't sleep more, you got to lift more and, and eat more. But your, your body only grows when you sleep. So I, I think it's a good muscle, because if you, if you sleep right, that's growth time. It, I mean, when I put my head down on the pillow, I could either be doing the most mundane, animal-like activity, like a, like a behemoth. You become dumb. You ask a person an IQ question when they're asleep. Uh, who's the president? <laughs> who, who, who? What, what country? <laughs> You're not there. You're dumb. You, that could be either the most <clears throat> lowly physical act, or it could be an act of kedusha, an act of growing, an act of shlemas, a mitzvah, just like fasting on your Kippur, just like any other mitzvah in the Torah. Depending on this criteria, <clears throat> why are you doing it? When are you doing it? How are you doing it? What's your intention when you do it? And if you do it right, it's growing. And this is like. When I first saw this, I was like, wow. First of all, you same way it answers so many questions. So let's go back to our, our heroin addict. You see, our heroin addict cannot use heroin without becoming addicted. But this is a system where I can use the world and not only not become addicted to the world, it becomes the greatest growth process. It's a mitzvah. Why does Hashem want us to eat? Because if you use the world this way, and that is your growth process. So let's come back to the original question. It sounds like Hashem blew it. Hashem put us in this physical world, and, and and everything here, you know, like the baby, the 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 neshama gets such a is so behind the eight ball. My brain starts working when I'm 13. My body starts working when at birth. In addition, everything we do in this world is physical, and and there's so much involvement in the physical world. So it sounds like we're so so behind that there's no way to succeed. But that's, there Hashem explains, that's exactly the way Hashem created the world, that in this world, and where we are, involved in this physical world, if we use it right, and use it in its purpose, use it to accomplish what it's made for, that is a mitzvah, that is accomplishing shlemahs, that is growth, and that is the greatest growth of a person, 24-7-365. Is this a wow? Um... This is such a wow because it it explains everything. It, it's like here I'll, I'll give you a good gemara. Beshamay and Beisil Be and Beisil used to have a machlokas about how to how to honor Shabbos. Be Shammai would we'll go to the market on Monday and find an animal say this is the perfect animal for Shabbos. Then he would go to the market on Tuesday and find a better animal. <clears throat> so the one that he bought on Monday, he would then shecht and eat that day, because now he had a better one for Shabbos. <clears throat> and then he'd go to the marketplace the next day, he found a better one. and Every day he was eating in honor of Shabbos. So every day he'd go to the marketplace and <clears throat> find the best one he could for Shabbos. And if, and if he found a better one than the one he found the day before, the one, the one he found before, he would eat that day. So Gemara says every day, uh, Shammai, Shammai would eat Lechavot Shabbos. Okay, here's my question. Shammai was a hedonist, huh? Shammai was one of these foodies, he was like into uh, into physical, he was like a, he spent all day, well he did all day apparently, let's go to market and eat and, and think about eating it, right? He was, a, he was a hedonist, right? No, not at all. The tenoyim were like so ruchni, they were so spiritual, they were so beyond the physical <clears throat> that... He was accomplishing a tremendous thing. When he was eating in honor of Shabbos, he was doing an object of Kedusha, a mitzvah <clears throat> imbibing Kedusha.
1: He shocked for in honor of Shabbos. He didn't <clears throat> eat in honor of
0: Shabbos. But he he bought the the one he had on Monday that he bought on Monday now wasn't used for Shabbos, so he had to eat it now on Monday. I mean on Tuesday, you know, he bought an animal on Monday, then Tuesday went and found a better one. So the one he bought on Monday, he would eat on Tuesday. And said
1: it, it was because
0: he can't throw it out. He bought it for Shabbos and he couldn't eat it for Shabbos because he had a better one. So now he ended up eating the Monday one, and it was called Lakov Shabbos. But the point is, why was he so involved in uh, I, It's nice to eat good food on Shabbos, but this is so important. You spend your whole week on Shabbos like food. For Shabbos, Shabbos is kedusha. Shabbos is learning. <clears throat> Shabbos being davened Tashem. Shabbos is uh, uh, the, the sandwich, the the, the meat. Uh, you know what I mean? This is this is Shammai. These are the They were like malachim Elohim. They were they were malachim. They were they had no involvement in the physical world the way we do. They they were like literally almost like malachim walking on this earth. Why is he involved in such mundane stuff like like which animal which was better this, this steak that steak lamb or like, sounds ridiculous. The answer wasn't ridiculous at all. It's no different than when you go to buy a lulav an esric, and you want to bet the nicest lulav nicest esrog it's zekeli Veo. I pay five thousand dollars for my tefillah and why because I want the best tefillin. You wouldn't look at a guy like that as crazy. If he really understands what tefillin is and he really wants to fulfill the mitzvah properly, that's great because it's a better pair of tefillin. It's more mohudah. So he was doing that. In other words, he was doing a physical action, but it was the greatest accomplishment in Ruchnius because he was using the world properly and using it all day, every day, accomplishing worlds. So what it means in plain language is... um, he had to do. He trusted Hashem. He had betuchan that Hashem would provide him the best one on Thursday, so he would only go Thursday. He had betuchan. It was much locus how to whether you're allowed to have trust in Hashem and these kind of things where you're supposed to be do and you know, and these kind of things. But but the point is, all right. Here, let's let's be very candid. You ever meet a guy who says, "I never. I got to leave kolol and and go to work." Okay, imagine a guy learned for four years, six years, eight years, and says, Nebuch, I have to go to work. Nebuch. And he's despondent, and he's depressed. What would you say to a person like that?
1: That's what Hashem wants from you now.
0: All right, Nebuch, Hashem wants me to be a, a nobody nothing. Okay, I get it? That's what I mean, right? That's the right,
1: that's the right thing. And you're responsible and so Yeah, but if Hashem. i Shem, been in Yashim for so long, that's the only thing. So when you're not doing that,
0: you're doing wrong. Yeah, but more than that, everyone knows that, that you know the highest mitzvah certainly is Limit Torah. And uh, if Hashem really loved me, uh, you know, Hashem really wanted my best, Hashem would arrange that I, I would have rich fond law, or I would have won the lotto, or something I would have been able to learn for for my whole life. And now I have to never have to leave Yeshiva go, go and go earn a living.
1: He wants you to serve him now with that.
0: Oh, so that person is immature in his understanding of Hashem. In other words, let's take it for granted that God knows what he's doing. As a matter of fact, it's a good bet that God is very, very good at doing that which God does. And God created a world in a way for it to be used. And when you use the world in the ways of the world, the way Hashem wants you to use it, that is the greatest mitzvah, that is the greatest avod of Hashem, and if you're supposed to go to work now, and you decide, but I'm too religious for that, I'm going to stay in kolo. Guess what? You're not serving God. <clears throat> you're serving your version of God, or your version of what you want. But you're not serving your Creator. And I guess what the Hashem is teaching us is that Hashem knows what He's doing. And Hashem created the world in a manner that you're able to acquire spirituality in what looks like very mundane things. And that could be earning a living, or again, it could be eating, it could be... Again, anything that we do in, in the involvement of the world, if you do it right <clears throat> with the right intention and in the right time for the right reason, because Hashem commanded to, that is Vekas, and that's how you <clears throat> acquire closeness to Hashem. That's how you acquire rukhnius. That's how you become kadosh. That's how you become holy. And it's a, it's not just a holistic. It's a very, <clears throat> it's a very empowering, a very powerful. You know, it's meaning, Hashem doesn't only exist in a base Medrash. Hashem created the whole world, and wants us to, now there's a time to learn, time to daven, time to eat, time to be a father, time to be a mother, time. There are various times, when you're doing what you're supposed to do, in the way you're supposed to do, when you're supposed to do it, that's serving Hashem, that itself is Ruhnis. And again, even as you say, sleeping, um, but again, this is the criteria. <clears throat> Why am I doing it, when I'm doing it, how am I doing it? So, let's practice. Let's work on lunch. What does lunch look like tomorrow afternoon, ladies?
1: Hmm.
0: What, what does it look like?
1: Avocado, soup of
0: tuna. <clears throat> okay. So the first question I ask myself is, what do I need? What does my body need nutritionally? <clears throat> well, I don't know. I'm not. You know, what nutritionally? What is the best thing for me? Now, it depends on your metabolism, weight, whatever different, you know, number of different things. Um, What do I, number two, why am I doing this? I'm doing this because Hashem wants me to be strong, healthy, and well. When I'm eating, why am I eating this? I'm eating this because it tastes good, I want to eat it. There's nothing wrong with enjoying it, and nothing wrong with it tasting good, but I'm not eating it because it tastes good. I'm eating it because Hashem wants me to. I can enjoy it, nothing wrong with that. But you know when the litmus test is... The litmus test is when you get to that point of being three-quarters filled. When you get three-quarters filled and you know that really you should stop eating now because it's all that your body needs, but that's the test. That is the test because that's when we find out how pure you are, how l'shma you are, how real you are, Um But whatever the case, you could get three quarters away. also, it's not too bad. At least the three quarters is there, but the last quarter may not be so holy. But
1: But also the existence of the Gashmias provides us an opportunity for mitzos by abstaining from the Gashmias too.
0: As a temptation, yeah, right. Again, it has to be number one framework of what does Hashem want. So for instance... Eating onion kippur is not really very recommended, um, or you know, eating tray food is. Has, so first it has to be within the framework, what Hashem commanded. Number two, the right intention. Why am I doing it? To stay healthy and be well, etc. And number three, when I'm doing it, why am I doing it? And am I involved in it for my pleasure or for the or for the positive element of it? Provided I hit all of those. Then, then again, it's a mitzvah as any other mitzvah. Um, and it's Kona Ruchnius. And I'm, I become, <clears throat> it's one of the most powerful concepts I, I think we can imagine because it's, you know it's, <clears throat> you know, it's one thing to say, if I make the bracha with kavana, I become a holier Jew. And it's true. But watch this day for a minute. Imagine if <clears throat> I were actually on during my day. So <clears throat> before I sit down to eat, I recognize that Hashem is here. And Hashem created this entire world. And this apple <coughs> was made by Hashem. And Hashem wants me to enjoy it. And Hashem made the, the outside beautiful, made the texture, made the aroma, made this, because he wants us to enjoy it. And I say, Baruch Atta Hashem, blessed be God, Elokeinu, Melchon, present, right here. Bore <clears throat> you are the one who created this Priya And I eat this with the intention of serving Hashem. That action is like, It's wow! It's it's like blowing. How many people, you know? How many people run to? uh, You walk a mile to to hear a chauffeur on Rosh Hashanah. Anybody walk a little bit to hear a chauffeur? Would you? All right, make it better. Would you walk a mile? The only place you can hear a chauffeur is is a mile away. Would you walk? Make it two miles. Would you walk? Three miles. Okay, ladies, are you obligated to a chauffeur? No, you're not. Mrs. essay is mangurma. It's it's a good idea, it's very important, it's a wonderful idea, you should do it. Are you obligated? No. Yet you would walk a mile, two miles, three miles, because what do you mean? Come on. Chauffeur or show, for us, shut up. that's a big deal. I mean, now wait a minute, you're not obligated in it. You don't have to do it. It's 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 a Garma, it's it's, it's it's it, we'll call it an optional, but it's a big deal. And and when you do it you realize you really did something. You whether you fully understand what you're doing or not, whether you fully understand the effect of hearing chauffeur or not, you recognize that you did something major. What I'm saying to you is sitting down to an apple, to an orange, to uh, to lunch, to dinner, to exercise. Anybody exercise? Anybody exercise around here? No. <laughs> we don't do that. Do you understand? I am a religious Jew. I am a religious... At least I used to be a religious Jew. I would re- religiously exercise. And I mean it because not all the time when you exercise is fun, but I do know that I function better, I'm more alert, I'm more sharp, I'm just more on my game when I work out than when I don't. So that is a religious action. It's a religious activity. If you do it the right way, the right on the treadmill, on the elliptical, hitting the bit, whatever you're doing, is of Hashem. But not just... So normally you think it's a Hashem because now I'll be strong So I can learn better, I can do more... Uh-huh. It's a vort Hashem itself. It's a mitzvah, like chauffeur, like eating, on before Yom Kippur, etc. All right. Um, now, if this doesn't, one second. Let me open the phone. I want to see if anybody has questions on a Zoom. Okay, we have questions. Um, okay. Maybe I hear the end. One well, in the case of Pekulach um, Okay. I don't. I don't follow. If you have a question, I don't follow the question. But,
1: maybe
0: you <clears> make a on trade? Okay. Do you make a bracha on trade? The answer is no.
1: No, but maybe that's what, you what, what if you have to eat this because medically the doctor says you then make you Then you do. Then, make you, do make the
0: yes. then you do make a Yes. and you do make a bracha, yes. Okay, <clears throat> Daniel asked a question, what if you eat slash exercise just to be positive and healthy but not to serve Hashem? So if that's the case, it's a smart idea, it's a good idea, but you blew it. All you got to do is add one little step one little step, and you converted a piece of lead to gold. I think that's the chiddush the Derech Hashem here. In other words, it's a great idea to exercise, and it's a great idea because you'll have positive energy, and you'll be healthy, you know, it's a great idea. But what the Derech Hashem is telling us is, if I just put my brain on, and I realize that this is what Hashem wants me to do, and I'm doing this because Hashem wants me to do it, and this is the right thing for me to do now, that makes it into a mitzvah just like lulav, just like shofar. It turns it from lead into gold. That becomes a mitzvah itself. My neshama starts shining. In fact, the Derech Hashem goes so far as to say, <clears throat> if it weren't for Xerus Akasov, if you'd use the world right, you'd become like a malach. Now, we described earlier why Hashem prevents the neshama from having its natural effect on the body. By nature, the neshama should purify the body. and <clears throat> We should become elevated and elevated and more and more pure. But for whatever which reason, which we're not discussed discuss now, Hashem put a stop on that, and the neshama is prevented from perfecting the body here. When we leave this earth, the neshama can do its job, but in our current state, the neshama can't do its job. But he says in this Perik, that if you use the world properly, so be'etzim, you should become like a malach elokim from using the world, because your neshama is glowing and shining, and you're eating and sleeping and and going about the world to serve Hashem. You should be glowing like a like a sun in midday, and that's to now again, here, you know neshama is held in check, but all that growth actually happens, and when my body's put in the grave, the neshama whoosh, becomes huge and expansive as it shaped itself into, provided you use the world right. So, in answer to your question, if you eat and exercise just positive and healthy, but not to serve Hashem, you're like so close, you're like so close, but it's still lead. All you got to do is add one little element to it, and and it's gold. It's it's um I think it's a real big deal. Um okay, let me see if there are any other questions. If anyone has a question and wants to raise their hand, feel free to raise your hand. It's a um it's an open floor here. <clears throat> um please feel free, or you can type it in if you're shy. Um also people here live, you're allowed to also raise your hand. <laughs> I just want to make sure that's clear. I don't want anyone to be, you know, felt they can't. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> we
1: just talk. We don't it that's yeah, <laughs> it's because you didn't make a bruch on your food I, I don't understand
0: that it's um, a question of our science I'm not following the questions here um, right, an example of a cheeseburger you did and didn't know it was kosher an example of a cheeseburger I thought it was treif I thought I'm sitting down to eat treif so in that example I violated one element of the sin Hashem said don't and I said do so I did. Let's call it half of a sin. Now I got lucky. The poison element of it, the damage to neshama element, I didn't affect, but I did damage my neshama. Why? Because God said don't, and I said do, and that is an act of rebellion, and it damaged my neshama. Because guess what? When you disobey the Creator of Heaven and uh, the Creator of Heaven and Earth, you're you're damaging your soul. So you're doing half of the sin, not the full sin, but it definitely has that element. And again, the point is when any part of the world you're using properly has the positive on both ends. I'm using this world because Hashem told me to, so I'm fulfilling Hashem's will. And number two, the the, the lead itself is turned into gold and becomes a, a, an object of Kedusha. All right, anyway, I to me, this is one of those like, wow, wow moments. Uh, when I read this the first time, I was like blown away. Think about it. Dwell on it. I think it's, 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 a, it's a tremendous concept and it's very, very, very eye-opening. Any other thoughts, observations on this topic? Any other topic?
1: Um, when Rabbi was saying it's all a matter of, of Kavana, right? So I remember once I was giving a lecture to a group and I said, like, what is it that you do to show your husband that you love him? So an example like that I gave was that... Um that let's say I make the bed. Because if I know well, that should be the opposite. That my husband makes his bed. Right. right? That okay, Which right. is now more <laughs> sense. Which is it's a mundane act, <clears throat> but he's turning it into an an act of love, an act of a relationship with me because <clears throat> He is doing it because he knows it's something that I want. Good. So we really do that concept all the okay. time in life. Good. There I is think perfect. No,
0: powerful. perfect. I think you showed exactly what I'm, what I'm talking about. What you're describing is exactly what the direction is not saying. Let me yeah. say what I mean. Because <clears throat> what you're describing is taking a mundane act and making it into an act of love. That might be half of what we're saying. Here, it's it's infinitely more. You're taking a physical act. And, and spiritualizing it. It can't work. It doesn't, you know, it's, it's, it's not that you see, you, there, again, the two elements every mitzvah. There's the obeying a Shem part, and then there's the spiritual energizing part. So what you're describing is true on the obeying a Shem part. Shem said to, to get go on the treadmill. I, I got on the treadmill. Okay, good. But how do you turn it into an object of Kedusha? How do you turn it into a Ruchni? How do you turn it into a spiritual like I, be, you know
1: what I'm saying? Because he's doing the mitzvah of making his wife happy.
0: So, meaning in that mussel over there, it's all. There's no ruchnius element to it. That's what I mean. It's the. the that's what I'm saying about the two dimensions. To every mitzvah. There's, there's the. And let's go back to the cheeseburger for a minute. When I eat a cheeseburger, I violated Hashem's will. But what happened if it wasn't a cheeseburger? It was really soy. I still violated Hashem's will, but I didn't damage my neshama.
1: There's the effect of the action, and there's the kavanah behind the action. Basically. I mean,
0: there's, there's the element number one is obeying or disobeying God. God said, "Do I listen or don't?" Do one, doesn't really care, <clears throat> to make one. Number two, and there's the spiritual dimension that I damage my soul or 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 help my soul. That you know what I'm saying? Two separate two totally separate things. So your example is strictly in the in, in element number one. Did I show God I love Him? Did I obey Him? Did I listen or not? That's all good and well, but this other dimension is what I call alchemy, where I can take a. But
1: you don't think he's, You don't think that that my husband would be in a better. Yes. No. I, no. Yes. Absolutely. He did that
0: no. I, I think I'm. I'm I really want to. No, no, watch, it's not a subtlety, it's, it's you're on one track, and there's, again, there are two separate tracks to every mitzvah, and there's the one track that, we'll call it the relationship to Hashem, obeying Hashem, or disobeying, we'll call it that track. Then there's a separate track called the ruchnius track, and the ruchnius track is, um, that's why I use cheeseburger as an example, where even though I disobeyed Hashem, and I, and I was, and I was really, trying to get God angry, and I did everything bad, I only did half the damage to me. Why? Because I didn't ingest tray food. Now, my intention was bad, and I meant to get Hashem angry, and I did everything, but I didn't accomplish the negative piece of it. Half of it was negative, half was problem, but the other half of the spiritual dimension part, I didn't blow it, because whatever, it wasn't a cheeseburger. That element only exists by, in ruchliest things, it doesn't exist in in physical things, that's what I'm saying. The huge kiddush of the De'art Hashem is that you can take a a physical item, and again, the obeying Hashem part, I get that part simple. But your you're alchemy, you're, you're turning it into gold. You're turning it into something that it's not. It's a cheese, It's a piece of a piece of meat. How does it become kadosh, How does it become holy? Well, use it properly. So use it properly means that that I, I obeyed Hashem. But how do you turn it into an object of kedush? How do you make tefillin out of it? How do you make in t- order this is a classic example. Let's say a man put on tefillin every day of his life. Every day. Or let's make it six days a week. Every, for his whole life. But it turned out they were puzzle. They were puzzle. What happens?
1: He got mitzvah for one, for trying to do the right thing. And, not, and he did not, he did not put on
0: tefillin. Now he gets a lot of credit for listening to Hashem and attempting and trying it. But he did not put on tefillin. Half of it was not company, but he tried. He was a good guy. Yeah, he, I, 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 I hear. But he didn't get
1: spiritual injection.
0: <laughs> that spiritual energy didn't come. He he tried, but one letter was cracked. Sorry, buddy. Uh, you know, listen, it just you it didn't 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 accomplish, didn't do it, because there's a spiritual dimension to tefillin. <clears throat> if you put on a kosher tefillin, it it <clears throat> powers a shaman. And it, works. Le- it works, and if they're not kosher, it doesn't work. So and when, what Deir Hashem is teaching us is that food has the same dimension. If you eat it right, you turn it into an object of Kedusha, an object that you can see in the Shama starts to glow from the Kedusha of the food. What Kedusha of food? It's it's a steak, it's a potato. What do you have? No, and that's what I'm saying, alchemy. You're turning a physical thing, when Hashem put us into this physical world, Hashem knew what he was doing. Hashem put us into this world and gave us this ability to turn physical, mundane stuff into holy objects, and to power them and to and to make them different. When when Yaakovino sat on a chair, it was a different chair, <clears throat> a, a malach or you know a navi. Could say, "Oh my goodness, Yaakovino must have been here. The chair is shining. The chair, when the chair is shining, it's, it's a piece of wood. You, no, it 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 changed. It, it became an element of kedusha." And when you use any element of this world in the way that you're supposed to, you're transforming it into a holy object, you're empowering in a Shema, and it's the most, that's what I'm saying, your Marshall is perfect, because this is leagues beyond that. Because you'd be right about the relationship to Hashem, and I could show Hashem I love them, I try to put and fill in it every day. Let's say a person has three Minim. I don't have a Dasan. I have a lulav. I have a Ravaz, and I have an Esrog. And I, I paid a fortune of money, and I went to the ends of the earth to get it. So I show, showed Hashem how much I loved him, and I tried, but it was not Mechayim Daladminim. Minim. I tried, I really did everything I could. And, and in that sense, it's, it's great, and it, it accomplishes wonders, because you showed Hashem that you care, and you tried to obey. But bottom line is, you did not pick up Daladminim. You did not fulfill the mitzvah. <clears throat> so why? Because again, that spiritual dimension require, has very real requirements to it, and, and you got to do the Chiddush of the Derech Hashem is that physical stuff, drinking a tea, can become an object of Kedusha, much like Tzvil and it's a lulav, and it's and it changes me. Now, this is a... Beautiful. It, this is like get up and dance stuff. This is like, wow. I'm going to go eat now. <laughs> we should have a steak now. For now we should serve. All right, let me see. Any other questions? Let's see. Um... Like the golden touch. Exactly. Like the golden touch. One said. All right. Any questions? Please feel free to raise your hand. One thing I must say, if you have not gotten a chance to get the 10 really dumb mistakes that very smart couples make, it's available. It's in the stores. If you have to go to a store, if you don't have to go to a store, you can go to schmooze.com. And if you go to schmooze.com, you also get the audio ebook as well as marriage transformation bootcamp. If you bought it in a store and you'd like the audio <coughs> ebook or the marriage transformation bootcamp, please send me an email and I'll gladly send you a link to that. I thank you very much, and see you next week. Thank you. Then, you I
1: always say I'm What's the address?
0: Schaefer at Gmail, spelled like is? the... Well, I, that doesn't work. It's, it's ended here, it works. And then I... Th- yes, I, so
1: I always say it's amazing because... Schaefer at Gmail? Yeah. That. I like dancing, right? And I always say I'm amazed when you go to a chasna because... I'm taking. I'm at a party, right? With music. And, and what are you doing? Dancing. And I'm eating, and I'm getting a mitzvah for every step. It's, it's really and again, not just not thing.
0: just even the simple mitzvah in the sense of like I'm doing the right thing and doing Hashem wants. It's an object like it's, it's like filling like chauffeur. It's it's a the right. spiritual it's dimension.
1: Even, but that's what I say. I say. You know, I I think about that. they say that like Yisrael was saved you know, her hands were say, whatever she was with Samah some HaSemukallah. Some and I go, I go, to first of all, when else do I ever go out dancing and eating like that, right? And I go on a I'm getting mitzvahs for it. It's just unbelievable. Right, right, And I say, right. so that's an area where I said every step of mitzvah, it. Okay? Right. We'll but you're we'll saying see. if you can do that with every aspect of life, you then know? you're really building right. up those extra right. questions. Right,
0: it's 360, serving Hashem, 365, 24, it's like, I'm on all the time. And, and not just when I'm, you know, dominating and learning. You know, I love it when I say, I have no time to serve Hashem. I'm all damn busy with the kids. <laughs>
1: <If there> is, <laughs> help.
0: Help. <laughs> He's like, why are you doing that? You, because Hashem wants you to do it. That's what, you, you mean diapers, changing diapers is holy? Yeah, if you do it the right way and the right intention, that's exactly the point. It's it's exactly. All right, Good.
1: I hope that we didn't disturb when we walked in because we were talking. We didn't realize Rabbi
0: had started. But... Didn't disturb me. I
1: but is it going
0: to be on the Zoom as nice noise. <laughs> yeah. Aww. And and the recording
1: <laughs> for posterity. <laughs> for posterity, forever, you forever. <laughs> right.
0: And people are going to ask who was that. We have to find who it is. <laughs> but who was that? For? But we don't have the we don't have the video. Of mean, it. My
1: sister in Baltimore